John Five steps in for Mick Mars on coming Motley Crue European tour. Michael Sweet and the mighty King Diamond hang out in Mexico. Metallica unleashes new music into the world, and we discuss our merciful fate and maybe other concert experiences coming up. All right, you know where you are. This is the Plug Podcast. Podcast. I am Bushy. With me again, Metal Mike. Metal Mike. It's time to rock with some motherfucker thugs Pussy, pussy face, metal mic buzz Talk about the latest metal band that they love Fuck around, get your ram to your front though Rock and roll, let it go till the end flow Turn it up, let the Alpine blast It's time to get high with the plug podcast Goddamn You're listening to the plug podcast Music and with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. If you're Metal Mike, Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. Keep the pause. Alright, this is the Plug Podcast. You know who I am. You know who that is. Maybe you don't know who that is because he hasn't been here in a fucking month. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, alright. It's DJ Metal Mike, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. I am sorry. I'm still not done with everything that's going on with my life, but fuck it. Sometimes you just got to take a night off, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's that's for real. Uh, you know, and we understood that. You took a few... Uh... Nights off of the show as well, your uh, your radio show, so we definitely understand that. We're just glad to have you back. You know, yep. I, I had a buddy come sit in with me last week because I started to get questions. Dude, when's there going to be another podcast? I'm like, fuck if I know. But I and went play, ahead and... Play Metal Mike, man, you know? I mean, <laughs> well, it was one of them things where it was like, yeah, like I, I it I even rented another dumpster for this whole thing, you know, because it was like it just became painfully obvious to me. Okay, nobody's going to take this subfloor off my hand along with the, you know, I mean, I just wish I had an acetylene torch so I could cut the motherfucker up myself and scrap it myself. I mean, I may as well get something out of it, you for know, for real. But um, I don't, so it's like eh, it's kind of one of them fucking things where I might not have a choice but to get fucked in the ass. Sounds like fun, I guess. <laughs> no, nah, we, we, you know, of course I have no problem with what you're doing. We keep in contact. Uh, hell, then the other problem was, is you've been on a, uh, and I, I don't, this is a good problem to have. You've been on a concert going spree here as of late. <laughs> I know later on we're going to talk about, you know, our individual experiences with fate. But, uh. Yeah, I, dude, well, you're at concerts all the time right now. It seems like. Well, I mean, I've been lucky though in, in a lot of cases because that's the one thing that, that I do love about living in this area of the St. Louis Metro East area. I've often decided if I ever relocate, it's got to be someplace where I know that there's going to be shows coming to my town because my good friend Jason Hammonds, you know, um, aka Floyd, that's his nickname. He was named after the Brad Pitt character in True Romance because he's used to get high all the time, nice. and um. But he lives in Savannah, Georgia, and he's like, Mike, hardly any shows come down here. He's like, I love it here. He goes, it's beautiful, but we hardly, if I want to go see a concert, I got to go to Atlanta. Yeah. You know? 
That's and, where I went. And, 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 uh, right. And, uh, well, I went out of town for King Diamond, I, or I mean, uh, Merciful Fate. I just decided, well, look, man, this is a legacy band I want to see. Um, and, you know, speaking of recent events, we lose our legacy artist here lately a lot. And I'm, that's always my advice to any of you. If you guys got intentions to see somebody, you need to go do it. And if that means, you know, as the old saying goes, if, if, if the mountain won't come to Muhammad, Muhammad will come to the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of the way I was with Merciful Fate. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get another shot to see them. Um, they're one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, so I just went ahead and fucking went for it, you know, and, and uh, me and Kane made a road trip out of it and had a blast. But we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I want to talk about our experience, too, um, me and my buddy Jay. Uh, Jay, not the Jay that was on the show last week, but my longtime friend Jay Longo. And they all know each other. It, it's funny because as is typical, when me and Jay go to a concert together, shit happens. You know, so it was it was a lot of fun. Now I'm just uh, I'm, I'm switching jobs again. It seems like the story of my fucking life. I'm going back to where I started when I came down here. Um, I actually start there this coming Tuesday. I'm not excited. Uh, the money's decent. You know, their starting rate. I've been gone two years, so I got to go back to the fucking bottom. But uh, nah, it is what it is. The nice thing is, uh, former co-host of this show, the Mountain Man, actually reached out to me. Um, and we've talked a couple times in the last six months. Um, basically, he apologized, <laughs> you know, which was interesting. I didn't expect that. But um, he reached out to me like immediately after I made that Facebook post saying I was going back to my old stomping grounds. He's like, dude, what the fuck? Why didn't you get a hold of me? And uh, he's got a security gig at the, uh, you know, one of the state prisons right here. Make it twenty eight fifty an hour. He's like, dude, I'll get you in. So the next, next training class is on the 5th of January. I'm like, okay, fair, fair. I've still got to go do this. So I might only be at this gig for a month. I don't know. And that'll be great. I mean, look, just bite the bullet, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You got to pay the bills, bro. And sometimes you got to just do shit that you don't want to do, you know? I True mean, story. I mean, I mean, and it's weird. As a nurse, I still get constantly job offers all the time. But they can't match what I'm making. Right. And, and I'm sorry. I'm not le- Like, number one, it's a 15-minute drive my job from where i live right um you can't beat that you know especially when it gets cold and winter and all that bullshit inclement weather you got to deal with sometimes excuse me then on top of that um i make a very very good wage for an lpn if you can't not only match it i expect you to beat it how bad do you want daddy yeah exactly i'm I'm a nursing whore okay i'll admit this show me the money (coughs) Put some benefits in it, and you better give me the days off that I want off. Because, right. you know, Fridays are non-negotiable, you know. Um, and I have to have at least every other weekend off. So, you know, if you can't do that for me, then bye. You know, so so far nobody's been able. But if they do, you can goddamn bet I'll fucking take it. The only thing is, man, and I mean, like I said, I got like this girl I used to date, man. She, uh. She's like, want me to work with her at, in Calhoun. That's like fucking 50 something miles away. So I'm like, okay, so you want me to drive 50 something miles to and back, which is over 100 miles a day. Granted, I, you know, I, I it would have been 312s, but still, that's a lot of wear and tear on my car. Yeah. Thank you. No. Not only that, but what cracks me up is apparently, you know, uh, and this was, 
a few years ago. She she's married. She's got kids and everything. You know, we never had anything that serious anyway. Right. But the funny thing about it was she um she's got a hubby or whatever, and I guess her friend who they're no longer friends, and I can see why. But you know how women are like that. It's like they they get jelly of each jelly jelly of each other. They get jealous. They get really jelly, and they'll fucking like sabotage them. Yeah. And one night, man, they were all out drinking or whatever, and this bitch was like, "Oh yeah, so and so used to suck Mike's dick right in front of her husband." Oh shit. So now he's all fucking, you know, like, and I'm like, dude, I don't want your old lady, because number one, I got fucking news for you. If I wanted her, I could have had her. Right. Could have easily. She'd have done anything for him. Sometimes I look back and go, man, I might have fucked something good up. But, you know, hey, you live, you learn, and life, and such is life, and I don't know. You know, whatever. I don't really have a regret about it. I'm just saying, you know. But it was one of them things where it was like, but now I'm like, oh, say, okay, so now you want me to work with you. Like, he's not going to be any more insecure about that. I don't want the drama. More For importantly, real. and then once I told her how much I got paid, I never heard anything more about it. I'm like, yeah. Sorry, sweetheart. I appreciate the thought. And like I told her, I said, hey, I'd love to work with you again, but I'm not driving all the way out there. I mean, you're going to have to pay me a lot more than I'm making to, to just make it worth my while, you know? Yeah, and I heard that you, you told me that number you make, and I was like, a fucking LPN? What? <laughs> Dude. And it all came from the fact that I put in my two weeks. I'm telling you, I know that sounds like I got an ego. And it wasn't just because of me. I think they thought, oh, fuck, if Mike's leaving, other people are going to leave. Yeah. Because I'm loyal, but she had to a certain extent. Like, I don't call off. I don't, you know, I don't, I very rarely call off. I very, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always there. I'm dependable, you know? So it's like, you know, I, I think when they were like, oh, shit, if Mike's wakening, or, or if, if Mike's blazing, if Mike's leaving, then we got to do something about this because we're going to lose a lot more nurses, you know? Yeah. And it's not because everybody's so much, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to brag. I'm a pretty popular guy at work. The patients love me. A lot of my fellow workers love me. You know, I mean, what's, what can I say? I'm a pretty lovable guy, but anyway, I, I've done that job. A dude in that field, you have to be an absolute asshole for people to not love you. All my residents loved me. The yeah. workers always knew that I was going to be there and have their back. So right. I, I get it, dude. I get right. it completely. Well, that's because you're a lovable guy, too, though. I mean, hey, believe me, I've worked with some male nurses that were just flat-out bitches. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, a few of them where I'd say, well, hey, why don't we clock out and go out in the parking lot and talk about it, you know? Right. Dick. But, uh, you know, but, you know, hey, most of the time with most men, and I've heard girls say that. I love working with you, Mike, because there's no drama. You want to know why? Because I'm a dude. Yeah. Men don't like drama. Okay? We hate that shit. Exactly. We hate that shit. And I love you ladies, but y'all love the drama. Even when, and, and especially when they say that they hate it. Because that's always like the lead. And it's like when somebody's about to say something extremely racist and they say, I'm not a racist, but. Women like to say, I, I don't like drama, but. <laughs> oh boy, here it comes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Oh, it's like when a, a fellow—I um, don't even want to call him a podcaster. In fact, I'm not going to call him a fellow anything. We all know who we're talking about. When he went off on a rant and said, "But I'm not anti-Semitic because he has no problem with Arabs." It's like, yeah, you are, dude. You yeah. know, you, you know, like, yeah. If you are anti-Arab or anti-Hebrew, you are anti-Semitic. It doesn't matter. You know, like, hello. 
whatever. You don't drop that word. And and I'm not the world's biggest fan of Nancy Pelosi, but when you go on talking, calling her, you know, Dago and WAP and all that, yeah, dude, you know, I, I, whatever, 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 man. You know, there's nothing you can say that is going to justify that kind of bullshit, man, you know. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like the PC police either, but Jesus, you know, get a, get a grip, man. Yeah, for real. You can't throw all those words and claim to not be racist or claim to not be anti-Semitic or anything like that. You just you're just a shitty human being, and you know exactly. And most of the Facebook community and podcasting community figured that out. You know, just a shitty human being. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've never understood. Like, look, man, you can hate anybody you want, folks, but you do it because they did something to you. Yeah. You don't just hate an entire group of people just because you, you met some bad apples, man. You know, I mean, I've just never, my parents didn't raise me that way. I've just never been like that, you know, like, and I lived in a very rural area. I wasn't around a whole lot of people that weren't with the same complexion as me. Well, some of them were tanner than me because I'm, I'm a fucking ginger, but <laughs> you know, um, it's just it, it's true though. I mean, like, but but as I got older and and got more broad and realized, you know, that um, a, a town or so over Alton had plenty of folks of uh, a different complexion in mind. I you know, and, and my parents were just never like that, man. And I used to watch TV shows like Good Times and 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 What's Happening, and I didn't think any. My, my favorite Cardinal players when I was a kid was was Ozzie Smith and. Um, um, Willie McGee, I, I didn't care that they were black. I, you know, they just, I thought they were fucking cool. You know, it's like, I, yeah. I, I never did. I've never understood that whole, well, you know, um, I don't get it either, man. And there's I, a, uh, there's a dude on, on my Facebook page. I keep an eye on cause, cause he's another one of those that claims to not be racist. And I think he might be on yours too. He's on a lot of podcasters pages. And it's just, man, uh, man, I don't know. Dude says some off-the-wall shit. <laughs> Makes some off-the-wall posts, you know. You know, I'm, I'm well, not going to name them because I don't, I don't know, but if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, man, it's a duck. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm also a listener whore, so I guess as long as I have uh, numbers. I'll listen to you. No, I just think, bro, I honestly, I, the way I look at it, um, you know, uh, I just, I don't understand. Like I said, I don't, you know, it's not, like I said, you can hate anybody you want, man, but, like, I hate my, some of my fucking exes, but I don't hate the entire women, you know, group, population of women, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't understand guys that, or like that. I don't, you know, like, hey, I'm going to make every woman I meet now pay for the sins of these women that, tr no, it's, that's not right either, you know, it's like, you can't, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not telling you to be a fucking simp either, right. you know, but, you know, you have to, um, uh, I don't know, man, it's just be reason, it just kind of cracks me up how some people are real, you know, um, like, oh, well, I just, you know, I'm going to hate on, it's like these people who hate on cops. Just because there's some lazy, corrupt, fucking pieces of shit cops doesn't mean every cop.
cop is a piece of shit. Right. You know, exactly. it's the same. It's the same thing, folks. It it really is. It's it's not any different than you know that that's how I look at it anyway. Oh no, I agree. Uh, well, I think we're caught up. What do you say we get into some news? Yeah, let's do it. Dude, dude. It runs in my fucking face. All right, this one, uh, it's several weeks old now, but I haven't talked to you in several weeks. Um, Mick Mars has decided that he's still with Motley Crue, but he's not touring anymore, uh, which I understand because of his his spinal, whatever that long word is, ankylosis or whatever it is. Ankylosing spondylitis. Yeah, that too. And I know this because my dearly departed ex-sister-in-law, Kane's mom, had it. And it's pretty much what contributed to her death. Right. I'm, I'm surprised Mick Mars is still going, you know, to be honest. Uh, but John Five is stepping in to pick up that uh, European leg of the Motley Crue Def Leppard tour. Poison and Joan Jett aren't a part of this one. Um, John Five, that's pretty heavy lifting, man. I mean, it's like instead of going out and I've always said, like for me, Mick Mars, he's a, he's a great and highly underrated guitar player. And, uh, but John Five, holy shit, that's a different level. That's next level. That's like, <laughs> hey, let's go get Steve Vai or Satriati. I mean, George Lynch, I would understand. <laughs> you know, Warren Martini, I would understand because they were glam band guys. John Five, that's that, that's heavy. What do you think about that? Um, I'm a John Five fan. I seen John Five a few years ago open for Queensrÿche. Um, he's an amazing guitar player, and I've also seen him with White. Or uh, Rob Zombie. I just saw him again with Rob Zombie this past summer, um, which was really really cool. In fact, it's one of those things that's kind of like with the with the Five Finger Death Punch and Megadeth show, where I realized anybody that says stupid shit like metal is dead, rock and metal is dead, you're fucking stupid because dude, that place was packed. And the and we're talking about a guy Rob Zombie's been around for a while now. Yeah, and, since and the mid nineties. I mean, it was almost like Rob even said it himself when he came, he's like, "Holy shit, man! This is like a late nineties, early aughts fucking Ozfest." That's the vibe I got. Like, the place was packed, and none of these bands were really new bands, folks. You know, I mean, even even the quote quote unquote new metal bands are um, not really new anymore. That's why I always thought that term was kind of. Well, well, new metal was NU, not any. I know, I know, but I never did like it. To me, it, I always considered them guys almost like alternative metal because it was different. Not alternative like alternative music, but it was different from what was going on with metal at that time. I mean, those yeah, well, guys kind of did their own thing. I mean, no guitar solos, no, and you can say what you want about it. DJ turntables and. Yeah, they were they were doing things that were different, and whether you like it or not is irrelevant. It it, it you know to me it's one of those things like I feel about that subgenre of metal the way I do a lot of them. Some bands in that subgenre I like, and some of them I don't, man. And and that's just the way it is, you know. It's for me. But what I'm trying to say is that, and with Megadeth, man, and, and Five Finger, man. I mean, p- dude, Five Finger blew me away. Because there was people in line waiting to get in, like a line, a cute, like most of the time when you go to a big shed show like that, you know, amphitheater, you might have to wait in line a little while, but it's not all the way out to the fucking parking lot. Right. I had never had that happen. The only other time I did was when I went to see Alice Cooper and Ace Fraley, and that's because 
it was a brand new it's a smaller amphitheater it's called the st louis music park and it was whoever was doing security and and everything they didn't know what the fuck they were doing they were incompetent as fuck this i mean i'd never seen i mean i knew five finger had a lot of fans but i didn't really realize just my god dude they're huge dude they're fucking they are huge. huge and 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 the thing is man but Megadeth had a lot of fans too so whoever came up and i have to admit it was an interesting package because the other band that you had was this mongolian metal band yeah imagine that called the who yeah i've heard of them who yeah and they were really cool too and what blew me away is there was people that fucking were not only raising their fist and their metal horns up in the air but knew the words to their songs i was not familiar with them but i dug them and of course obviously i went out and got their stuff digitally i mean as quickly as i possibly could but um they were really cool you know and five finger death punch you know um, and kane had been trying to tell me because i was always like you know i had the first couple records and i was always like well you know, they're kind of watered down Pantera. Now, I still stand by that statement when it comes to their earlier albums. But eventually, what I didn't realize is that they had evolved. They have kind of developed their own sound. Yeah. I mean, there's still some groove metal to it. But dare I say, some of what... Um, it's almost, even though I don't consider them this subcategory, almost power metal-like. Yeah. I'm very raw-raw. You know, yeah. and uh, but they put on a good show. And what they did for that, uh, what they do for the veterans, performing for the veterans overseas. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Damn it. Um, doing all that, and then like the, I don't know if you saw Bill Bildo's post, but when he posted about there was a veteran who was a big, you know, fan of uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. And his sister and him, they loved that band. And somebody wrote the band on their behalf. Ivan read the letter on stage, had the family come out. Nice. Gave them a check and said, or here, you, you know, this is a credit to get you an ass load of merch at the table. Oh, and by the way, here's an ass load of merch from me. Like a pile of, and then he, he they sung Bad Company with them in the very front. Nice. Um, and I just thought that I mean, I'm telling you, there wasn't a dry eye in the house, dude. Even I was, I was like, you know what, man? Five finger death punch are okay in my book. I mean, am I the that Ivan guy in? is cool as fuck, dude? Uh, I just yeah. saw a video. Of somebody was seizing in front of the gate. Oh, like they had been uh, crowd surfing or something, and they started seizing. And uh, the, the security wasn't moving fast enough to suit him. He jumped off the fucking stage. He's like, no, you got to get her on her side. Get her on her side. You know, he jumps off yeah. the stage and he starts jumping in and administering, you know, first responder type care. Uh, yeah. Kind of makes you wonder if he wasn't in the medical field or something before he made it, huh? It, it does, you know, because he, he seems to have an idea of what's going on. Yeah. He doesn't like fights at his show. I've, I've seen clips of him throwing people out for fighting. Get the fuck out of my show. You know, he just seems like a stand-up cool cat. And, uh... That, that's enough for me to you know listen to him anyway. Now, me, I only have one album by him. You know, it's a double album. Uh, it's good. I don't listen to it a lot, but it's good. I got nothing bad to say about him. It's like Nickelback. I don't think they're as bad as everybody wants to say. But, fuck. I don't like Nickelback, really. I'm just, I don't hate him, but I'm just like, they're, we're with, with Five Finger, they got some good tunes, you know, and even some of their newer stuff, I was like, man, it's pretty fucking good. Nickelback or blase to me they're they're and that's fair but they're still they're, a good hard rock band okay you know 
It, not, it's not my bag. And all their fans oh, obviously speak for it. It wouldn't be this successful if they weren't. Oh, no, no, no. They hey, got some I'm, dumb shit. I mean, come on, photographs. Like, quit yelling at me to look at this fucking picture. I don't care about it. You know, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know there's only one good song called Photograph, and that was by Def Leppard when they had Tin Arms. Okay, so anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what do you think about John 5? You got a little... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I did get uh, off base. I apologize. You know me. I go off my tangents. I, I, like I said, I'm a John Five fan. He, um, it is weird though to me that he ends up being in these bands that don't really showcase his guitar skills. Right. Um, you know, when he was with Marilyn Manson, again, Marilyn Manson's got some good tunes, some great riffs, but. It's not really known for how many guitar solos do you really hear in a Marilyn Manson song? And it's the same with Rob Zombie or White Zombie. So, and even Motley Crue. Now, I think Motley Crue will be a better fit for him in some ways because obviously they do have lead guitars. Anybody knows, everybody knows how I feel about Motley Crue. But with that being said, Mick Mars has always been my favorite member. I yeah. feel like he was the one that had the most talent in the band. Um, kind of the unsung hero of that band, even on albums where I'm like, man, I don't really care for that song, but I'm like, nice, tasty solo. Yeah. You know, I'll always give Mick his due, you know. Um, but, uh, and look, I, I think with Mick's health problems, it, it's gotten to a point he just can't do it anymore. You know, that man's, you know, he, and I think part of it's because of the money he has with Motley Crue. Obviously, he can afford the very best in medical care. Yeah. And that's probably had something to do with the fact that he's been able to go as long as he has. Um, but I mean, um, He's about to release a solo album. You know, they're still working on putting the finishing touches on his are, solo album. Are, are they going to put that out? Yeah. That, that's... What's this I hear about him and John Karabi? I heard rumors a long time ago that him and Karabi were going to do something. Is that still stand, or does anybody know? I, yeah, I don't know. If you guys know, leave us a comment. Let us know. Yeah, um, I would like to know, man, because um, I think be that I would be kind of cool. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I wish Mick the best. And, hey, good luck to Johnny Five, man. I mean, uh you know, you know how I am about Motley Crue, you know, so we'll leave it at that. You know, I I know some people think I'm a hater. I'm not a hater. You just I, prefer the first two albums to anything else. I'm just, I, I yes. get that. I get yes. that. And even with their subsequent albums, it's not like I hate every fucking track. No, that's not true. There's at least two, maybe three tracks. I'm like, ooh, I like that. Right. And, and, and But I just, as far as full, I, I just feel like a lot of fucking filler. To my ears. Sure. To my ears, folks. You know, because some people get kind of butthurt when you're like, how you know how it is, though. Every band has those rabid fans. It's like, how dare you say anything negative about such and such artist or band? And and, and, and I, I, I don't get that, man. I'm just like, I don't get that mentality. But and, these are the same people that'll shit on other genres they just can't stand, you know, and act like these people have no talent. It's well, it's the same it's, kind of attitude. It's gatekeeping, is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I and I'm really seeing a lot of it lately with this whole Pantera, which I think is more of a tribute than a reunion. They've even more or less said it was. But you got some people just fucking hating on it, and I'm like, well, then don't go. Exactly. Because okay? guess who's going? This guy. I already got my ticket. I'm going to see it. We it was nosebleed seats, and they weren't cheap. But I got and I had to. And this was kind of a you know because most of the time when I go to concerts, I'll ask my buddies, "Hey, do you want to go?" One of us will get the tickets, and then the other person will you know um, 
you know, we everybody pays everybody back. Right. But in this case, it just couldn't be done. Bildo is at work, so I got his tickets because right now they're all, they're not selling separate shows. You got to buy both shows, so it's going to be sometime in November. But it's a uh, uh, mammoth, or um, is it Wolfgang Van Halen Mammoth and Pantera and Metallica one night, and then two days later it's going to be. Ice Nine Kills, which I'm not familiar with them at all. I'm going to have to look them up, find out more about them. And then, of course, Five Finger Death Punch and Metallica again. And it's going to be different set list. Nice. And that's one thing I'll give Metallica credit for, you know. And you know me, I've been very critical of them sometimes in the past. But i got to give them credit for the fact that they're, they're not like, say, Kiss and so many other legacy bands that, that do these, like, the same set list over yeah. and over and over. They don't do that, Bush. They don't do that. You know, they don't, they don't, um, uh, it's funny. I keep forgetting I'm on camera with you. So I keep looking at my mic instead of you. <laughs> I'm so used to not having the camera, but anyway, they don't do that, bro. They don't, they don't, you know, like so many of them do the, you know, I mean, even Megadeth, I think have a tendency to kind of stay to the same set list. A few. I don't know though. The last time I saw them, they did some different songs than they did the la uh, the time before. So you know, it's kind of cool. I like it when bands kind of change it up from tour to tour, oh, yeah. you know, so to speak. And I think with Metallica, it's kind of like, well, we're going to give you a reason to go see us two nights. Yeah. You know, even though, man, some of them ticket prices was just outright. I'm like, God damn, man. Like, I, it's just too rich for my blood, man. I definitely hear you. Speaking of heavy bands, man, there's some heavy shit going on, on on the internet right now, and I'm I'm just loving it. Michael Sweet posts a picture of him with King Diamond. Down I at, posted uh, that in my uh, Facebook group page for my show. Hell I don't yeah. know if you saw that. I think down you did. At the Heaven and Hell Fest in Mexico, man, and boy, if you go on Michael Sweet's page or the Striper page, the Christians are hating it. They're hating everything about it. And Mike was like, yeah, I get it. You know, his band is satanic. Mine's Christian. But when you get down to it, we're just fucking people. We talked about weather and bees. You know, we just had a normal conversation, <laughs> you know. And I think Michael's always been that way. I mean, the time Slayer wasn't going to perform if Striper was on the bill, Striper had no problem performing with Slayer. No. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be very fucking Christian of them if they were. See, these hypocrisians, as you call them, piss me off. Oh. You're not really a true Christian. <clears throat> and I'm not a Bible-thumping fool, So, but I've, I've read enough of the good books to know, like, I, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of like, where did you guys get your, um, um, like, what Bible did you fucking read? Because I, I don't, I don't know, dude. You know, I'm like, they must have read a different book than I did. Like, I don't understand uh, some of their attitudes. It's like, oh, let's hate and shame them and shun them. No, that's not what you're supposed to do, man, as a Christian. Exactly. You morons, you know. It's like, again, I don't know what book they read. Well, I not think it's the most badass picture in metal, man, because those are two of the greatest voices in metal. You know, between Michael Sweet and King Diamond, could you imagine that collab? <laughs> oh, well, you're talking about two guys that have outstanding voices. I would love to hear them, you know, but I just think it's cool, you know. It's like, okay, so Merciful Fate is satanic, you know. I don't care. Yeah, me neither. You know? and, I don't music. and I don't give a fuck if, if it's a case where um, 
you know, uh, Cain is an actual practicing Satanist or not. I've heard he is. I heard he hasn't. Isn't. I don't give a shit. That's yeah. his business. I don't care I don't either don't way. Care. I don't give a fuck, man. I mean, it's just shit like that sometimes that really. Um, I like satanic imagery, you know, in in the first place. Um, it's violent. It's dark. It's very masculine, if you, if you ask me. Maybe even toxically so, if we want to be woke for a hot second. But I enjoy satanic imagery, you know, because it's it's shocking. It pisses people off, you know. It, it's 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 great. But hell, these last four or five Striper albums. Their Christian imagery has been pretty good, too. Those album covers are pretty slick. I'm not going to lie. But those two guys are obviously two completely different kinds of guys, man. They're one in the world of metal. And what a great picture. You got Michael Sweet smiling with his finger pointing above. And you got King Diamond with that grimace that he does and his devil horns out. It's, it's a beautiful picture. I'm telling you. That needs to be a poster. It is my all-time favorite metal. Oh, I show. love it. I think it's great. I think it's great, man. And anybody who knows me knows I'm not really the world. I, I mean, I I had some of the early Striper albums. I I have to be honest. I'm. I it's funny. I have the digital. I've never really. And I need to do that. I need to sit down and really listen to some of these because everybody that I've talked to, from you to Ralph and anybody else, like, oh man, Mike, you know, um, the new. It's really really good. You need to check it out. And it's something I need to do. I, I really do. I just haven't gotten around to doing it, you know. They're good. Go start with uh, Goddamn Evil. No. Right. No. No More Hell to Pay. Start with that album and work your way up. I will say the latest one they released, it's good, but it's the weakest of the bunch. Still good, but it's definitely the weakest of the last five albums they've released. No, I thought it was cool. I think it's hilarious. People getting freaked out. Michael Sweet made a very snarky post on Facebook about how wrong he was. He didn't realize that this was going to hurt everybody's feelings. He says he's going to go in the corner and pray about it with an eye rolly emoji right afterwards. And I was like, that is great. That is that is beautiful to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, and like I said, I, I don't understand people that are... I don't know. He's comfortable in his faith. King Diamond's comfortable in his unfaith. <laughs> Fuck it. That's two guys that respect each other in the game, and I think it's fucking great. I think yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, we should all be one big, happy, hard rock, heavy metal family. I don't understand. Um, and as far as the Christians going, like, if they don't, uh, again, I, I I, don't get it. I don't get why you would be that upset about it. You know, if anything, you would hope that, as a Christian, that maybe Mike Michael could make king diamond quote unquote see the light if you will if you're truly truly a christian you know yeah bring him um, bring him to the other side yeah i don't i don't see that ever happening but but you're right that that is, that should be their take on the whole thing uh, I, I think it's hilarious it's making for great commentary i still haven't read the entire blabbermouth story or metal edge story but uh yeah i think it's fucking awesome i i think it is too man i think it's really really cool metallica has unleashed yes, Lux Eterna onto the world. And it took 0.3 seconds for the Metallotards to come out. They didn't comment on how cool the song was or how it sounded old school. It was all, ha ha, better luck next time, Megadeth. 
And I get so... God, that shit's so fucking exhausting, man. I mean, look, I don't care if you prefer Metallica over Megadeth or one over the other. I even literally... Vincent Cavanaugh made a meme, and I posted it in my group. Because it's like, why can't you just enjoy the track for what it is? For one thing, I, again, I've said this before, Bushy, and I'll say it again. Thank the metal gods that what happened happened. Yes. Because, number one, I don't think... Okay, let's say Dave never leaves Metallica. Let's say the guys go, you know what, Dave? Go get some help. You're our boy. Yada, yada, yada. You know? Which could have happened. I mean, people... When you read what happened, it sounds like it was really heartless. But when I heard Dave tell the story, and James is literally driving him back to the... Or driving him to the bus station, tears rolling down his face. And Dave just kept going, no second chance, James? Like... Obviously, it you know when you hear it in that context, okay, because I remember going, man, that's harsh. You wake a guy up and go, hey, you're out of the band. Here's your bus ticket. Get the fuck out of here. Wasn't really quite like that. It, it was. Yeah, it wasn't it was. like poison firing Richie Kotzen, where they literally pulled the bus over, kicked him the fuck off the bus, threw his gear on him, and bye. <laughs> really, Jesus Christ, that's hardcore, man. Yeah, well, he um, was fucking uh, Ricky Rocket's fiance. Well, there you go, though. Okay, yeah, well then he so yeah you know, he, he got the boot. <laughs> Yeah, well, he deserved it. You yeah. Know? Um, so anyway. Um, I think it's great we live in a time where both bands are still releasing kick-ass music. And thank God Metallica has brought it back. And and, and again, um, I can't help but think part of that is because Megadeth is going through a resurgence as well. I mean, because if you're telling me that those two camps aren't looking at each other and paying attention to what the fuck the other one's doing... Come on, dude. I mean, yeah, give me a break because, and and I'm glad too. Now, another thing I wanted because some people don't like the new track and they're you know and they keep talking about the old stuff. Well, here's the thing, guys. Um, and I know I might be sounding like I'm contradicting myself, but fuck it. Um, I I just have this to say about both bands. There, to me, especially the early stuff, it's flawless. And I'm talking about both bands. It's just fucking flawless. The first three from both bands were brilliant. Really? Yes, yes. Thank you. I would say even the first four albums. I'll even give Van Justice for all it's due. um, For me. Oh, yeah. You gotta think Rust in Peace, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is arguably... Well, it is. It's their masterpiece, So Greatest thrash album of all time. So, so to me, it's... It's like they, but they're neither band is ever you know because you'll hear oh it's not well anybody okay we'll use another artist Ozzy anybody expecting Ozzy Osbourne to do another Diary of a Madman you're fucking retarded yeah. okay it's not gonna happen it's you're not even gonna get another Bark at the Moon okay let's let's just be real about yeah, it everything you has know? to line up at the right time with the right players and, not and only with that, the right mindset. And and, and, and and it's like my buddy Warpig, Travis Nessel, said in the Metal Mike Facebook group page, Metallica aren't hungry anymore. Now, with that being said, do I like what they're doing now? I Okay, to me, like some people want to jizz all over Death Magnetic, including, I shouldn't say that jizz all over, but they really like Death Magnetic. I don't hate Death Magnetic. Let me, let me put that out there right now. 
But there was something that bothered me about it, and it was mostly James' vocals. That's when James was still doing it. started, kind of started with the Black Album. It got, it really started with Load and Reload. Yeah. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The fucking Eeyore vocals, bro. I can't stand I fucking hate it, dude. I hate it. And he was still doing that shit with Death Magnetic. However... Hardwired with self-destruct, he isn't really singing like that anymore. Even when he's seen scenes, he's singing, you yeah. know. And I'm not. I know some people are going to go. What about this? Else matters. Are we about, you know, whatever. You know what the fuck I'm talking about, people. You know what I'm talking about. Or Bushy wouldn't have laughed his ass off because it's true. He was doing the yo <laughs> you know. And I, I would pay good money to see an hour of him just doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. so, That'd but be you the know, funniest concert I ever go to. But you got you got to admit, bro, he did do it. It oh, yeah. just got on my fucking nerves, man. It was one of the reasons why I hate those records as much as I do. And if you like those records, fine. I'm not telling you you can't. But I, I still can't help but think that certain bands put out a certain kind of album and they get a pass because of who they are. Even Kiss to a certain extent. Yes, they they had some you know, they went off the deep path or you know, they went off their path and they and they and and, and they did ultimately pay for it. They did lose listeners. But my point is is you still have a certain segment of KISS fans. You know what? Fuck it. KISS tards. That fucking will love it just because it's Kiss. And Metallica is the same way. The only difference between Kiss and Metallica is that when Metallica did it, they were still selling platinum albums and still selling out every... I don't know how they did They, they did were it. actually doing better. Yes, right. If you're <laughs> yeah. going to be honest, yeah. right, commercially, Metallica hit their peak in the 90s. With the Black Album. And afterwards, even Load and Reload. Load and I hate Reload those records. huge. Multi-platinum, though. Yeah. Multi-platinum. And they do have some good stuff on them. I, I definitely rake them at the bottom of the Metallica pile. Um, There's a... Okay. But With there's Load, some good songs. I love 2x4. Um, Bleeding Me's pretty decent. There's like two or three songs. Most of it, though, not a fan. Not a fan at all, man. Just, I'm sorry, I'm not. But you know what? That happened with Megadeth, too. They went through, I mean, I literally tuned out on both bands for a while. Right. And it just seems to me that there's some people that fucking love whatever it is. I'm going to call them, you just said it yourself, the Metallica Tards. And yeah, Metallica Tards. <laughs> yeah, Metallica Tards. And then they, they got to they gotta fucking start off with fucking, um, you know, uh, Instead of just going, man, this new song's fucking great and I love it. Oh well, they they own Megadeth or they be okay, fine. And maybe to your ears they did, but I'm like, you know, okay, you you don't, and I don't like it when Megadeth fans do it either. Like, oh well, this album blows away. Who cares? Okay, I mean it. I just get tired of the con- the comparison. It's like the Ozzy versus Dio or Diano versus Dickinson and all that other shit. Yeah, it's tired. It's like, I'm not saying you can't like one era over the other and even state your preference. But when you have to... Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm always using that word. Disparage. Disparage one to elevate the other. It just kind of makes you look like an insecure fucking bitch. That's my- how well I know my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Thank you. I, I knew what word he was looking for. But, <laughs> he says know, it all the time. But, but am I right? You're, you're absolutely I right. right. I, mean, I just don't understand. Like, okay. Fine. I got to tell you what. And here's uh, another thing. I, I like this new song. Dude, I thought it was really cool. It's a fucking banger. I, I think the guitar you know solo is stand- weak, but yes. Lars is a standout Lars. on that fucking yes. track. And you yes. saw that people, they're talking about his kick drum. And I'm like, well, which kick drum are you listening to? Because that motherfucker was beast. 
I, I he thought... goes ham. I want to see him play that song fucking live because if Lars could still play like this, what the hell was he doing a little while ago? Um, well, here's my thing. Um, you, it's funny you should say that because that was the first thing me and Bildo. Bildo had already heard it once and he liked it, but he was like, well, I wasn't sure about James's vocals. I liked it immediately. I heard it. I'm like, hey. James sounds great. Yeah, it's great. And, and even though even the, the chorus, like, I like his vocals, you know. It's yeah. very clean vocals. It's very, um, it's different. It didn't but sound I like strained. It, it um, worked. It, and they were clean vocals. And hey, anytime he doesn't do the I'm all for it. Okay. <laughs> and he hasn't been doing that lately. So good on James. Good for him. And I agree with you 100%. I think Lars really is the standout in this song, man. I mean, he is just killing it on the drums, at least to my ears. Again, guys, I'm not a musician, so I don't know all the technical shit. All I know is what sounds good to my ears. And Lars, I mean, because here's a guy, let's be honest, out of the big four, he is the one drummer that gets kind of shit on a lot yeah uh, lars kind of brings this on himself sometimes i'm not i'm not going to say he doesn't but at the same time i'm also like well goddamn guys he's not that bad you know I mean? <laughs> exactly you know? so his snare sounded crappy on saint anger whatever well, that whole album sucks okay? i haven't even yeah. listened to it i can't oh. tell you a single song on that record i don't even think i have it in my digital don't, yeah i've got it and i'm telling you digitally i mean yeah. It fucking sucks. And that's what I mean. I just don't understand these people that and fucking... I've got both it, Load and Reload and the Black Album, you know? If you if you really think that, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I hear people, oh, I love Load. Well, man, you have fun with that, man. You know, like, hey, whatever. And if I you think genuinely... It's, that's do, one of those timing do. things, man. Somebody got into the band with that album, and that's and, and I And that I, that I overlook. Yeah. I'm talking about the guys who've been there from the fucking beginning trying to tell me Load's a great record. It ain't a great record. It ain't even a good record. And if you were really truly honest with yourself, it's not a just, good Metallica record. It's probably a good rock and roll hard rock record. I guess. You know, but some of those songs are way too long. They're pedandering. They're monotonous. They're fucking boring, dude. I'd rather listen to two cats fucking. I'm just going to be honest with you. They're <laughs> hey, not that I'm good. not a fan of those records either. I'm saying there's some good stuff on there. And I'm saying that, that if you took the Metallica name off of it, and, and insert, right. insert any other band name on there that does that kind of music. It's probably quality music. And you might be right. I mean, you're, you're, our good friend Bill Wayne said on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast a while back when they reviewed uh, uh, Master Puppets that Metallica are kind of a victim. I mean, they put out perfect albums, and therefore everything they put out afterwards is never going to measure up. And while I do agree with that, I, I still say, yes, I agree with what you're saying, Bill. I do. But at the, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but... I liked Hardwired. I like this new song. So I'm not that hard to please. I'm not expecting another Master of Fucking Puppets, folks. I'm not expecting any of that. Right. I'm not. Um, th that's number one. Number two, uh, I, don't, I don't really... Um, I don't know, man. We could ramble. Uh, it just kind of cracks me up how people have to fucking... Like, can't you just like the new Metallica on its own merits without, oh, it's better than Megadeth. It's better than... Who gives a fuck, That man? irritates no. me because automatically I go into defend Megadeth. I go, I go into the into the Megatard zone because I'm like, wait a second, hold up. You're going to tell me that that riff in Lux Eterna is better than We'll Be Back? I'm yeah, come you, on. you're on fucking dog food. Is it good? Yes. Yeah. It's good. It's a yeah. good song, man. I, hey, I, I man. can't talk shit about the song. I said from the very beginning, dude, it's it's amazing. The solo is weak, and Lars is the standout. 
Yeah, those, and, those were my three takeaways from it. But somebody, and, uh, I, I think I, it was actually Mark Taylor. That fuck. You, he always says Metallica's better. That's fine, Mark, if you like Metallica better. But obviously you don't play anything but your dick. Because anybody with any musical knowledge knows that that riff, it will be back, destroys the riff in Lux Eterna. And Lux Eterna is still a banger of a song. It's okay to like both. <laughs> well, and, 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 and Mark will tell you, well, I do like both. And he does, but it yeah. does seem to me like every, another thing. I'm I'm just going to call it out, Mark. I love you, but I think you're kind of a Metallica tart. Oh, yeah. I, just ask me. I want you to answer this question for me, Mark. When you listen to this episode, I know you're going to post it. Is there any Metallica albums you don't like besides Lulu? Yeah, it's another one I haven't. I just want to know: <laughs> Is there any Metallica albums besides Lulu that you don't like? And I get <laughs> it because I'm telling you what, I was full on Kiss tart for years. Years ago, you could never have told me that Unmasked was a bad album. You could oh. have never told me that uh, Hot in the Shade was weak. And now, I still like that album. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of weak. Uh, Unmasked is fucking horrible. So it was perfect pop. No, no, it's not. Madonna's perfect pop, okay? Well, if you're, you're going to use the perfect pop. Right, and if you're going to talk power pop, then I got one word for you, uh, cheap trick, motherfucker. Yeah, that's good power pop. Yeah, unmasked pile of shit. I'm sorry. In my to my ears. Now for people, now I know there were some people that that was their first Kiss record. I understand that. I don't want to sound like I'm you know disparaging your taste. I'm not because it's all subjective, really, guys. Sure. For all of us. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest with you. And and hey, I love Metallica. You know, some people are like, well, you know, um, you know, no, hey. I, I just said the Cliff Burton era, flawless. And Justice for All, fucking fantastic, man. Yep. Um, after that, I refuse to call that era the Jason Newstead era. It's the Bob Rock era. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. Because Jason didn't really get to show his chops. If you want to talk about any member of Metallica that got fucked over, and I know what I'm talking about, because just listening to any Flotsam and Jetsam album, especially that first one, he is an incredible bass player. Yeah. And he just got, he got neutered. Metallica neutered him. I mean, granted, he went along for the ride. He's fucking worth a bazillion bucks now. I'm sure he's not complaining in a way, but it, I mean, it's just kind of funny that they let fucking Robert Trujillo do all these side projects with Ozzy and who not. But, but poor Jason, man, just because he wanted to do a side project, it wasn't allowed. It's like, I don't know, man. I, I the way I mean, they treat look, the way they treated Jason, way. the way they treated Jason was fucking kind of horrible, man. It, it was, and they they seem to treat Robert really well. They well, dude, they let Robert do he collaborate with Ozzy. Yeah. He still does things with other bands. He 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 had a reunion with Infectious Groups. They wouldn't let Jason do any of that. And I'm not even a fan of that Echo Brain shit. But my point was is like, you know, and this shit. Well, they didn't want something competing with Metallica. It's like Jason said, how is that possible? Right. How is that even possible? It wasn't. It was selfish. It was wrong. I know James and Lars know that now. Yeah. But, I, and I will say this, I think Robert joining the band did give that band a shot in the arm. That's he, when they kind of started. That guy's just different. First of all, he plays Cliff style. He, he plays with his fingers, not with a pick. And, and he's fast as fuck. He's entertaining as hell on the stage to watch. I mean, that monkey walk thing he does where he's bouncing around, his legs spread Oh, he's fucking amazing, dude. I've seen Robert live several times. I saw him with Ozzy several times. And uh, I I like him with Suicidal. He's on my favorite Suicidal album, you know? Dude, dude, my favorite Suicidal lineup is that lineup. Exactly. You know, so I'm with you, bro. 
I tell you what, I'm I'm happy with the new Metallica song. I, I am too. I, I cannot wait, wait to hear the, rest the album. album. Yep, I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. I cannot wait to hear the rest of the album. I am excited and for the first time, and and for the first time in a long time, I'm actually looking forward to Metallica and Megadeth releases, and that is a great thing. That's an amazing for thing. an old school fan like me, man. Yep. I ain't gonna lie, dude. I mean, I tuned out on Meta Megadeth so bad that I've been told, and and since then, I've even heard a few songs from some of these albums, like Thirteen and the United Abominations, and some of these other albums that. It seems to me like Megadeth kind of went back to their thrash metal roots sooner than Metallica. Did. Yeah, it's just and, it and took I the rest of the world to catch on. That, that Death Magnetic was a reaction. It was them because that's when you had your thrash metal resurgence. You had all these new wave of thrash metal bands. Thrash was kind of making a comeback. And um, and and I'm sorry, man. Like, you know... And, and I, I, I shouldn't be, maybe I shouldn't call Mark out like that, because he's my buddy, he's a fellow DJ, I love Mark to death, he's a sweet, sweetheart of a guy, man. But the other thing he said that cracked me up is, he told me and Bill, though, that, <laughs> that he likes Night Ranger more than Megadeth and Metallica, and I'm like, bro. Yeah, he's, he, he posted that on Facebook, too, and it's like, well, you do you, boo. <laughs> right, and I actually like Night Ranger, man. I, I like some of their stuff, but I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I'm not a but deep diver of that band. No, neither am I. I, I love Sister Christian. I, I love you can still rock in America. I mean, that's that's good stuff. But it's two oh, yeah. different kinds of music altogether, you know. Right. And I like Night Ranger better when it was Damn Yankees, anyway. Oh, shut fired. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I yeah, because one of the members was in Damn Yankees. Yeah, Jack yeah. Blades. Yeah, um, look, I, I like... Him and uh, Tommy Shaw harmonizing was a gift to the world that should have lasted more than two records. I know a lot of people don't like that particular brand of metal. It's a popular kind of metal. You know, I really need to sit down and listen to those because all I know was the songs that were videos or hits. I don't know. I've never really sat down and listened to the... And I don't know why because I'm a fan, especially of Ted Nugent and Tommy Shaw. I love me some sticks. Yeah. So, um... Um, they're dude, I, they're good records. They're they're not long. Uh, you know, Ted Nugent's got some tracks on the albums. You got your Tommy leads. You got your Jack leads. They're they're good songs. The harmonizing, the vocalizing is fucking amazing. Do they have some ballads? Yes, but fuck off. Come Again's one of the greatest ballads with one of the probably Ted Nugent's best guitar solo ever. <laughs> you know, it's just good stuff. It's fun. I wish they'd have lasted longer than uh, two records. I've been hearing rumors they might get back together. Is there any truth to that? I have no idea, but if Jack can still sing and Tommy can still sing, I say do it because we all know Ted can still play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, man. So, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, man, I love both bands, and I love, a, like, you know, there's a lot of bands where, like, you know, I, I've, I've never been that way, even with... I mean, as big a Black Sabbath freak as I am, I'm sorry if any members of the Sabbath put out a turd, I'm going to be like, oh, man, I don't dig that song, you know, or I don't dig that record. You know, I don't care. Like, I love Ozzy to death, but not everything he's done has been a fucking home run. Let me tell you, you right. know, like, just got to be honest. But that does, I mean, obviously I like more, I think he's, the bulk of his, his discography or what he's done outweighs, the good outweighs the bad, you know. Oh, yeah. But almost every artist or band's going to have peaks and valleys. It's just the way it is, man. Yeah, you can't hit it out of the park on every record. 
right. You know, I don't know and, Michael Jackson could pull that off. But but the one thing I do love is like when and and um and I even made this argument because I don't forget it was in the Metal Mike Facebook group page. But the one thing that does bother me about Metallica fans, and I'm talking about the older ones, is how they also conveniently forget that era of load and reload and how they looked and what they were doing and how they were trying to distance themselves from metal. Yes, they were. Oh, yeah, yes, they, were, they were. They were a hard rock band at that point. And they were even saying, don't call us metal, which I'm like, but it's in your name, Lars. Yeah. Like, And I post those pictures. I just got another picture of them looking goofy from that era, and I, po- I, I, I'm, and I saved it. So the next time somebody wants to argue with me about it, I can post that photo and say, I rest my case. Yeah, exactly. Because they did follow trends. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Well, they got a taste of the limelight. They definitely got a taste of the money. And you know that MTV money was good. Oh, sure it was. <laughs> you know it was. Look, I, I, I get it in a way. I do I get mean, it. But it that's why they call it the music business. But, you know, yeah. You they can were, stay true to yourself forever and make no money. You know, the, the only difference between You can between be Metallica, Venom if you want to, or you can be Metallica. I'm, I'm know, telling you, in, in that world, you could be Megadeth or you could be Metallica. Megadeth, I prefer. But if I was going to be one of those bands, I would be Metallica. <laughs> why well, the fuck would you not <laughs> you know but but again with a lot of those bands it's just like people want to you know those bands tried to they tried to follow trends and it worked out for them yeah. i think even megadeth was fairly successful at it where other bands before them kiss alice cooper even there was a lot of artists that did try to you know follow trends and it didn't really work out for them that well you know like it it didn't you know i mean i think with kiss especially there was always like a year late than they should have been yeah you know what i mean but again interesting conversation and i'm really looking forward to the new uh metallica yes i really really do like that song i've listened to it a few times and i'm with you man i think lars is just drumming his little ass off yeah i'm proud of him killing it and uh, I'm 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 looking forward to the concert. I've not seen Metallica. This is how hardcore of a fan I am, dude. I'm one of those guys that I didn't go to the Black Album tour. I didn't go to the Load. I didn't go to any of them tours. You want to know why? Because in my mind, I'm supporting that shit. Right. I ain't, I ain't supporting Load and Reload. Those albums suck. <laughs> I'm not gonna go see them because of it. Now I've mellowed in age, obviously. Well, it and- happens. And obviously, there's there's that, and the fact is, they're putting out material I do like, so I'm gonna go see them. The last time I saw, the last and only time I saw Metallica was in 1988 or 89, I believe, and it was the Justice for All tour, and it was um, uh, Queensrÿche opening up for them, nice. and it was the Justice for All tour, and Queensrÿche had just released Operation Mindcrime, and they performed several tracks off that album. An amazing show. I an bet. amazing show. One of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. So I am looking forward to seeing Metallica this time around. I never have. I don't know that I ever will. Uh, tickets are always too expensive. But I don't live anywhere near where they go. Yeah. But uh, I'd like to. Megadeth, yeah. Megadeth is the next one on my bucket list. You've uh, never seen Megadeth? Never you s- got to go see him. Never dude. seen Megadeth.
I tell you what, I just knocked one off the old bucket list. Now, admittedly, I'm a bigger King Diamond solo fan than Fate. But come on, I love Fate too. So I, I was able to really check off two by seeing Merciful Fakes. I got to see King Diamond in the fucking flesh. And I was pretty close. I mean, I was stage left, you know, so from the audience. Well, I was stage right from the audience. I was to the left of the stage. <coughs> but I was able to see him transition the whole stage after who was a creator. You know, bring everything down, set the stage up, you know, for the 20, 30 minutes it took him to do that. I got to, I got a picture of King Diamond walking around, double-checking everything before, you know, their set started. Yeah, it's a bucket list fucking show for me. I had an absolute blast. I had to go all the way to Atlanta uh, to see him, which is uh, about four and a half, five hours away. Yeah. I wasn't driving, though, so I was like, okay, cool. You know, and dude, we had a blast. Me and my buddy, we just laughed, laughed, laughed. This is the guy that uh, I was the best man in his wedding. Yeah. You know, we've been friends a long time. And uh, dude, we just had an absolute fucking ball. Just an absolute ball. Um, I was sober for the show. You know, I, I drank one beer because I wanted to remember this. Uh, dude, Becky Baldwin. Oh, my God. I know she's not the original bassist. So she was just filling in because the bass player was playing with Armored Saint, you know? Yeah. Um, Timmy. No, what? No, Joey Vera, right? Joey Vera. I Is think. There... Joey Vera from Armored Saint because Timmy Hansen died. Yeah. And Joey is filling in for him, but he's with Armored Saint. Because I was wondering about that night when I went to see him. I told Kane, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the bass player is, you know, I said, I don't know how he's going to do that. Because I was seeing literally, I saw Merciful Fate, I think, on a Thursday. And then the following Tuesday, I saw Armored Saint with Wasp. I'm like, well, how's he going to be able to make both dates? And and then, of course, when they, when they came out, I'm like, oh, oh. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, and King was cool because I know he gave the speech at every show because I've seen videos from the other shows where he's like, that is cool, man. He put Armored Saint together, blah, blah, blah. That's his gig. We, you know, we applaud that. He'll be back once that tour is done. But we brought her in, and he pushes her to the front of the stage, and she just fucking blasts, dude. I mean, she was... Yeah. And easy on the eyes. Yes. <laughs> ah, it, was, it was a good time. It's funny. We got to the venue a little late because of how long the drive was. Um, so the first band, I didn't see at all. The nice thing, oh, the nice thing is... I wish you would have seen dude, them. They were really cool, dude. Here's the nice thing. In the merch area... Because, dude, this theater was banging. It had like six or eight bars in it before you even went up into the theater area. Uh-huh. And it was probably a three or 4,000-seater. You know, good good small venue. I really like this place, the Tabernacle in, uh, in Atlanta. <coughs> and for a Merciful Fate show, it's got church, uh, church organs, organ pipes on the back wall. So with Merciful Fate and all his dark imagery and the church organs behind it, dude, that was fucking sick anyway. Yeah. But while we're in line, because our line wait was to get to the merch table. Jay wanted to get a shirt. Uh, I didn't have shirt money, but you know, I hung out with them. And um, they had two big video screens on either side of the merch area pointed at the stage. So I was able to hear them and see them from, you know, from outside. And I saw the first two or three creator songs. Uh, from outside because we were you know working our way through the line right both outstanding i dug that first band i remember what they were called midnight and i loved them i'd never heard them before but i remember 
uh, yeah, I was because what was really cool the hotel room we stayed at. It was just like a ton. Everybody there was in town to see Merciful Fate. It was basically this whole hotel overrun with metalheads. Nice. It was so cool, man. I actually told him about the station when I do. Uh, they said they'd check it out, so that was cool. Made met a lot of really cool people. Uh, me and Kane were there. We got there on time, and we were at the Hard Rock Casino in Northern Indiana, uh, Gary, Indiana, actually. Nice. And um, it was really cool because the Jackson Five, the Jackson family, are from. Um, that area right there's all these like um jackson five memorabilia um all over the place um so it was like oh cool you know so that was kind of neat and uh it, and and we were like there were seats but we were in the standing room so we were right in front we could see everything nice. midnight the best way i can describe them is almost like if if motorhead became a black metal band yeah, that's what they sounded like too. Yeah, they they had a very they speed metal kind of fucking yeah, vibe, right? And and they wore these hoods where you couldn't see their face, yeah. and they fucking jammed, man. I really dug them. I I went immediately and I got their stuff. I'm, I've been playing them on the Metal Mike show from time to time. I really really dig them. Creator, me being the thrash metal freak that I am, I knew who they were obviously, oh, yeah, and they were another one off my fucking bucket list because I've never seen any of the German thrash metal. They were a happy man. bonus for me. A happy oh bonus. my god. And Kane, he always liked Creator too. But now he's like, after seeing him live, he's like, "Oh my God, Creator!" I got him a Creator shirt, and uh, I got him a Merciful Fate shirt too. Uh, don't break the arrow. I got me the Nuns Have No Fun hoodie. Nice. Yes. That's the and, that's the T-shirt Jay got. It's just a the <laughs> naked nun up on the cross. Yeah. Mine, mine's a hoodie. Nice. Uh, and then um and then I got a uh, a Creator uh, shirt as well. Um, but yeah, I thought Creator were phenomenal, man. Sounded great. They said they're coming back to America on a headline tour, so I'm open. They come by close somewhere where I can see them. Um, even if I have to make a road trip, I will do it. And um, yeah, Merciful Fate were amazing. Now, I got to see King Diamond a few years ago. Uh, me and my then-girlfriend, we went to um, Lexington, Kentucky to see them at nice. a small theater and that was just kind of a spur of the moment thing she said hey i think king diamond's torn and i'm like oh yeah and we're like oh fuck they're not coming here and it and, and we both were like well why don't we just go somewhere so we decided to make a road trip went to see uh king diamond and they had uncle ass and the deadbeats opening with them which was pretty wild because stylistically i mean they're both heavy bands obviously but right uncle ass and the deadbeats is kind of like the beatles meeting black sabbath it's really psychedelic and heavy it's heavy but weird where i mean not to say that king diamond especially that voice of his if you're not familiar with it that's strange too but they they asked keen about it and he said well they tell stories like me because every uncle ass in the deadbeats album tells a story Oh, okay, yeah. I've never listened to him. I know nothing about Uncle. Yeah, you, I think you might like him, man. If you like Black Sabbath and that, you know. But it's like, well, like one of my favorite albums of theirs is a. Uh, um, uh, oh, I'm having a fucking. I'm drawing a blank on what it's called now, but and they did a few cuts off that album, um, but it, it's really cool. It's like, um, oh, what the fuck is it called? Damn it! I'll find it. Hold on, man. It's called uh, the Night Creep. And it tells the story of a serial killer in 1970, circa 1970 London. Nice. Even the album cover has a cop with, you know how the cops in London wear those those big hats? Yes, and, the bobby and, hat. And there's like all these characters and each song's from their point of view. Like there's these whores and, or, you know, prostitutes. And then there's this drug um, dealer guy called 
pusher. You know, he's I'm the pusher man. I give her what I can. It's a really really cool record, man. I I think you dig it, man. It's, yeah, I'll it's, have to check him out sometime. Yeah, you know, because I, I mean, I know you're not the world's biggest Beatles fan, but I do, I do know you like '60s rock and psychedelic stuff. So I think you would dig it. Psychedelic, uh, some of it. Some of it gets a little too weird. Okay, well, let me ask you this: Do you like White Rabbit? By yeah. Jefferson Airplane. That, oh, there you go. That's Stone Cold Classic. To me, that is to me probably the greatest psychedelic rock song ever written. That or the end by the Doors. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another one. So yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so again, you could probably appreciate Uncle Acid. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you I'll the stuff if you want. Do dude. it because uh, I know Wadley's talked about him a lot. He loves him. You talk yeah. about him. I've never. I, I haven't heard a single song. But anyway, that was an amazing show. So I've been lucky enough. To say, yes, I finally got to see King Diamond on his own, and I got to see him with Merciful Fate. Uh, Dude, how and, bad what ass was it when a dangerous meeting started? Because that's one of my favorite fates. Oh, I was well, like... I was going to ask you about the set list. This was the set list when I when I seen him. They opened up with The Oath, yep. uh, Corpse Without a Soul, yep. The Jackal of Salzburg, yep. Curse of the Pharaohs, yep. A Dangerous Meeting. Which is my Doom, second favorite fate yeah, song. Doomed by the Living Dead, yep. Melissa... Yep. Uh, Black Funeral, Evil, and Come to the Sabbath, and then the encore was uh, uh, Satan's Fall. They didn't play a dangerous meeting at your show? Oh, they did. It was the fifth track. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the set list, I think, was the same in every city, um, which is fine. Yeah, which is right. fine. The only thing that I was disappointed in, if I'm going to say I was disappointed, but, you know, I didn't send, you know, King Diamond my request, <laughs> was uh, the Bell Witch. And of course, the Jackal of Salzburg was a new song, but yes. man, did I dig it! I like the I hell out of it, it too. Real, I cannot wait for the new Merciful Fate. But I know King Diamond's working on a solo album because when I went to see him, he actually did a song or two from it. And even the setting, it was like all supposed to be set in an insane asylum. Yeah. But I haven't. It hasn't come out yet, and that's been a couple it's of years. It's been a few so. years. He's been talking so, about that. I think so he was like, started with this show. He was talking <laughs> about the you know a new album. So I'm I'm really looking forward to both King Diamond and uh, Merciful Fate's next albums. I have to say because I really like that Jackal of Salzburg man. That was yeah, fucking yeah, it was definitely a good song. It, it was like I said, it was it was a bucket list thing for me. Um, maybe the best show I've ever been to. Yeah, and me and Kane, we had a lot of fun because it was something that, because it's looking like more and like more and more and like I'm not going to be able to bring him along to the Rock and Pod. I thought, well, I can take him to this. And it'll be something that me and him, just me and him, can do together. And we had an absolute blast. That's awesome. Uh, it was really cool, man. Uh, yeah, and and to me, that's what it's all about, man. Is is these experience going and doing these things? Because I have decided mm, the last few years, I and again, not trying to be morbid or sound, you know, cryptic or anything, but it occurred to me the years ahead are fewer than the ones behind. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking enjoy myself and do the things I want to do. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying, hey, be foolish with your money and just blow it all on everything or anything like that. But but when I have the money to do something, I'm going to go do it. I, do, I do, feel you. Not only do I have the Rockin' Pod planned this year, but the group that I went with to New Orleans. You know, uh, Eddie Ojeda has uh, been announced, right? Oh, no. Yeah, Eddie Ojeda is going to be at Rock and Pod. Oh, awesome! Fuck oh. yeah, that's that's for me. 
that's the biggest guest, man. That's the guy I want to talk to. The rest oh, of big time. whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, big time, because I'll be bringing in my Twisted Sister record straight up You're sign, man. fucking right, dude. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That was announced just a couple days ago, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and, um, but the, the, what I was going to say is, um, after that, you know, the guys that I went to with uh, um, to New Orleans and Memphis, uh, we've decided that every year we're going to go on a trip. Nice. Somewhere different, and and this year we're, we're we're being ambitious, but quite honestly, it, it's going to be expensive. But looking at it from, we're going to go to Jamaica, and my friend Robert, the black guy Booby, he's setting it all up for us. Where it's all inclusive, your plane ticket, the where you stay, the food, everything's all. So you pay that price, and that's it. Oh wow! So really good for you. It, that's going to be a, for me is Jamaica. That's that's kind of like um. As much as it's uh, um, it's going to be expensive, don't get me wrong, it's going right. to be expensive, bro, but it's it's more of a, um, um, like I said, you pay that price and that. Like we're with, with, with New Orleans and Memphis, I mean, Bill bought, he booked our rooms, he, he, uh, he, he got a lot of the activities we're doing. He paid for all that, and then we paid him back. And most of us paid him in increments, but by the time we were ready to take off, we had paid Bill in full. But there was also the money of us, the food, yeah. the drinking, um, doing all the other shit. We spent, you know, the 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 um, obviously the memorabilia and stuff that I bought. Right. You know. Um, yeah, we ended up spending a lot of fucking money. Probably a lot more money than we will taking this j- trip to Jamaica. You know. But I gotta get on it. Well, because the nice thing about Jamaica is there's not a lot of places to go because there's a safety concern. So. Instead of Bill running you guys fucking ragged, taking you everywhere, <laughs> well, and that's the you cool can thing sit on the this. beach with an umbrella fucking drink, looking at the tight asses walking by. And that's what I'm gonna do because I'm gonna have to be careful, man. Because with me and my complexion, I know I'm gonna cook. Um, so I gotta. Um, I might actually, believe it or not, first time in my life, I might actually start going to a tan bed before to right. to work up a, a a good tan to where. I have more resistant to the uh, sun. Let me tell you, know? you something. That tropical sun is a different beast. Dude. Oh, I bet. I bet it it's is. It's a different beast. Uh, <laughs> in Haiti, I mean, we left Fort Drum, took a bus to Rome, Griffiths Air Force Base, the home of the famous 99 uh, Lip Biscuit debacle, Woodstock 2. Yeah. We flew out of there to uh, Port-au-Prince. And, dude, it, we got there... Four in the morning, five in the morning, like it was just starting to get light. Like the sun was just coming uh, up, but it hadn't cleared the horizon. Right. And dude, the heat at that hour, yeah, was ridiculous. It was just—it's a different kind of hot. People talk about like New Orleans and you know Florida and how hot it is. Now probably Miami is it's probably pretty close because you're only ninety miles north of Cuba, you know. And that sits in that tropical Caribbean area. That dude, that's a different kind of whoop your ass heat. <laughs> right. Now the right. nice thing is there's always a breeze down there. Cool, cool. You know, it's very rarely still. I gotta tell you, when we left the show, now me and Jay were just on Cloud Nine. It probably took us two hours to get out of the parking garage. You know, it just took forever to get out of the garage. Right. A uh, long drive home. I think I crashed for 30 minutes. I know Jay was tired because he got up in the morning, his normal time, went and rented a car and left at noon to come to me. About two and a half, three hours from him. You know, he lives in Charlotte. 
I did the five hours <laughs> fucking Atlanta. Right. We're coming back. And as is typical when Jay and I go to a concert, for whatever, I don't know why, but every time we go to a concert, he gets pulled. You know, he gets blue lighted. <laughs> huh. And I'll be damned if he didn't get lit up again. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> 47 out of 65 is why they pulled him there over. And uh, the registration on the rental car was expired. So he didn't get a ticket. Roll. He didn't get a ticket. They gave a warning to give to the uh, uh, to the rental place because they need to get their shit updated. Yeah. But he's like, you got to keep it up closer to, to the speed limit, man. And Jay's like, look, I, I live down in Charlotte. I'm not familiar with these mountain roads. It's dark. <laughs> the guy says, I get it. Right. He tried to say Jay had been drinking. I had had that one beer. One tall boy, 25-ouncer. Right. So you can still smell it on me. He could see in a bag in front of me that I had another one with me. The cops. It wasn't came, open. Because he came over to the passenger side. And I'm like, no, it's not opened up, sir. And I showed it to him. He's like, what's in the cooler in the back? It wasn't a cooler. It was my fucking lunchbox. I brought a bunch of waters and snacks and stuff. So I reached behind and opened that up. He still wasn't convinced. So he did make Jay blow on the breathalyzer. <laughs> this guy's got a CDL. He's not going to drink and drive. Okay. He's just not. <laughs> Right, but he didn't make him get out of the car because it was fucking cold, man. These mountains get cold; it's bullshit. Uh, he ended up letting him go, and I, I just started laughing as soon as Jay pulls away. He's like, "What the fuck are you laughing at?" I was like, "You remember we went to K Rockathon? We saw like twelve bads." He's like, "Yeah, motherfucker, I got pulled over with you then too." <laughs> <laughs> and I was passed out drunk in the back of his car on that trip. <laughs> right. It's, at that time, he was speeding, you know, so we got the ticket for speeding. But yeah, it just seems like when me and Jay take a trip like that. Something always happens, yeah. It's never anything bad, but he right. always gets pulled over. But yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, all in all, man, uh, a great concert, a hell of a show, man. Yeah. And then, like I said, I got to see Armored Saint and Wasp for the following Tuesday. So. That's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm envious yeah. of that because I've seen the footage and Wasp looks like they blew it out of the park. I'm, they really did. I'm and, not you know, as the, the, familiar with Saint. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act mm-hmm. like I know something that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I will say what I've heard I like. Well, here's what I'm going to say about Armored Saint. Now, I was a guy, I remember Armored Saint, but I never, I, I don't know why. I mean, I go back and I listen to those old records now, and I'm like, oh, those are good songs. I think what hurt Armored Saint early on is they got signed to Chrysalis. Yeah. Chrysalis is not a metal label. They don't. They didn't get metal. They don't understand metal. They got people that produced the albums that, quite frankly, didn't really capture their sound. Um, so for whatever reason, Armored Saint was one of those bands that back in the day didn't really <laughs> grab me, man. And my big brother to this day, I don't like Armored Saint. I, I, I mean, they, Scapegoat really don't like. And I'm like, <clears throat> damn, dude, I can think of a lot worse bands than Armored Saint. Yeah, like, like I but, said, uh, I'm not familiar. I, I've heard some of their stuff and I like it. I got one but, of their albums. But over the years. Um, I would say, honestly, they're one of those bands where, as I said, I've, I've reassessed their older catalog. I like a lot of those old songs. They're a lot better when they're played live, though, yeah. um, because of the recording and, and, and everything. And But their their last few albums, I think, have been really, really good. Like, I love songs like Standing on the Shoulders of Giants and Wind Hands Down and some of their, uh, their more recent, I mean, just really, really good stuff, you know, so... Uh, I like Armored Saint, man. I think they're a damn good band, you know, and I can understand why they have such a rabid fan base. I'm not a hardcore fan, but I've become one, I guess, you know, like right. I like, I, I mean, I bought a shirt and I didn't buy a Wasp shirt, but part of the reason why I was going to 
I didn't really care for the designs. I didn't care for the the the. the it was like, eh, the the shirts didn't look that cool. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go and find a retro Wasp shirt from back in the day, you know, and right. buy me one of those. Because I mean, I love Wasp, and 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 I'll tell you what, going to that show was really cool because it just brought back so many memories. I mean, Wasp were one of those bands, Bushy, that that uh. My big brother and I, and much what man, we listen to the fuck. Man, I still say the first four Wasp albums are just stone cold classics to me. Yeah. Um, and they played a pretty good set list. They even played some stuff off the Crimson Idol, which, in my opinion, is more of a Blackie Lala solo album than a Wasp album. In fact, it was supposed to be, but you know how it is. The record company was like, nope, they, they slapped that Wasp label on that motherfucker. Yeah. And, and I like that album. I know, I know, a, lot, I know there's I know, a lot of people that don't, but I love that album. Well, I think the. the that album's pretty divisive, and 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 I've kind of come around on it too. Because at first I'm like, "What? Did, this isn't Wasp." Well, once I found out what was really going, on, I'm like, "You're right. It's not Wasp. It's Blackie Lawless." Yeah, you know, for one thing. And well, it's, he had uh, switched to the guitar from the bass. That was weird. Yeah, you know, and, and I and it wasn't I still, even the band anymore. And I really don't even now. Like he plays guitar now, and he's a good guitar player. But I miss Blackie on the bass. I just thought number one. Not that it really matters, because it's the music that matters the most, but I just thought he looked cooler with yeah. the bass guitar. He looked more evil and savage with it. And secondly, man, I just, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just prefer... I remember seeing those early Wasp videos and him jumping around with that big fucking beast in his hands. It was like, yeah. this is how you're supposed to play the fucking bass, man. Yeah. Like, like Becky Baldwin did on stage. I mean, she was thrashing her head off, jumping around, holding that big fucker up in the air, you know? Yeah, and, that's and, what um, that's what Blackie was with the bass. The guitar is like, eh, it, does he even play lead? Uh, not really. It's mostly rhythm. Yeah. So, um, so what, man? Put, grab the bass. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was really cool because he had this like mic stand that had this like skull with all this like in, like this rib cage, and he it was a thing where he could stand and he could fucking while he's playing. Go back and forth and just do all these kind. Of, it was crazy looking, man. The other thing that was really cool about it is the stage set was really cool, and he had a big screen behind him. And so anytime he played a classic song, he played the classic video nice. with it. So I saw he did at least half of "Fuck Like a Beast." <laughs> that's badass. I don't care. And 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 uh, remember he, we uh, had that conversation. I think we were talking about it on uh when we guested on Rock All Over You. I think the Wasp got brought up. They were touring and all that. And uh, I, I think we talked about it on that show where it was like, dude, he's saying that you know there's a chance he can come back because he had just done the Eddie Trunk show. Yeah. Um, and he said enough time has passed where I think they know what my headspace is and you know it's part of my legacy. Yeah. It, it, well, it's, it's one of those things, dude, where <clears throat> and another thing, that, and I knew when I went to see him that uh, – I'm like, oh yeah, he he uh, he's definitely um, uh, he's singing. Don't get me wrong, the lead vocals that's Blackie singing, that's the band playing. But the the backing vocals, if you notice on the Wasp albums, you could tell that Blackie did a lot of the backing vocals too. Well, he admitted freely that yes, he is using recorded backing vocals but that's the only thing that's recorded and i don't have a problem with that i'm like well if that's what he needs to do to fucking you know fill the space uh, yeah whatever it is you know that he he's doing like i don't i didn't have a problem with it um i i was uh i was like hell yeah i thought he i thought it was great and what was really cool is it just brought back 
so many memories, Bush, you know, of, of my, my youth. I mean, you know, Wasp was an important band to me at one point, once upon a time, you know. And, uh, yeah, it starts off with the set list. He did a medley of On Your Knees, The Flame, The Torture Never Stops, and Inside the Electric Circus. Nice. Then he goes into Love Machine. Then Wild Child, The Idol, which, of course, is from Crimson Idol. Mm-hmm. The Great Misconceptions of Me, also from uh, uh, and Chainsaw Charlie, Murders in the New Morgue. Love all that from, song. Love that song. Uh, from um, you know, Crimson Crimson Isle. Isle. then yeah. Blind in t- uh, Texas, then Animal, Fuck Like a Beast, and then The Real Me, which is from the Who cover, and then I Want to Be Somebody. It was a killer fucking show, man. It that's was fucking awesome. And that's a lot. Was, that's all old stuff. Good for fucking Blackie. That's all. Well, old he stuff. it was it was because it's the it was the anniversary of the band, you know. And 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 uh, the other thing I thought was really cool is at the very end of the um, the show on the big screen it says wasp is and they had every current member and former member of the band nice. so big as life on that big screen tv or, or screen so it so was really props to chris holmes huh yes they did That's yes they did and you know awesome. I, I i talked to my big brother and i found out some more things and i know blackie kind of gets painted the villain in the chris holmes story and don't get me wrong i definitely feel and 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 i don't know if you've listened to the recent episode i'm in the middle of it right now i'm not done with it but it's the one where they got our good friend eric jordan rmcp from rock all over you podcast he's um uh, uh they're they're doing lizzie borden which man what a great record are, are you familiar with lizzie borden? Nope. i'm gonna send him some of your stuff you gotta listen to some lizzie borden that might be a future uncovered gym episode fair one of these days. that's fair so <clears throat> But with the wasp, uh, it, it, uh, Ian was talking about. I guess you know people are asking Blackie questions when they do these meet and greets, and one of them, and and Blackie was saying that uh, one of the reasons why, because if you notice from the first wasp album, the covers got the whole band, then after that, it's Blackie on every cover. Yeah. And that really bothered Chris, and it bothered it, even me as a fan at the time. I'm like, whoa, you know, even though I know Blackie's a huge, I mean, let's be honest, he. It, he writes most of the songs. Yeah. It's his fucking band. I yeah. get that. Um, but he said one of the reasons why, I think, is like when Randy Piper left the band or whatever. It just wasn't the same. So he, he started doing that or whatever. And I don't know. I just felt it was a weak, kind of a weak excuse, really. Right, to, right. You know, I'm like, okay, Blackie. But my brother said that apparently when Chris was having all his problems with drugs and alcohol, Blackie paid for him to go to rehab more than once oh, and wow. chris didn't really clean his act up so i'm kind of like well i love you chris but maybe you bought some of it on yourself man isn't that uh, one of the most difficult things to see in the uh, decline of western civilization oh, part two those interviews they were doing with chris holmes it, it was brutal dude it was brutal like I'm i like, felt bad for his poor mother when you're watching it, that because she's yeah. trying to like stay chill she's obviously having a drink too yeah, but, I mean, dude's like slamming the vodka, pouring it over his head. It's like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, um, from what I understand, and at first, you know, it's funny. Penelope, Penelope Sears, who directed the film, said we didn't think we had anything until we fucking rolled the film back, and then we were like, oh my god, you know, it was like, yeah, it's it's very sobering. It's, it's <laughs> you heavy. Know, no pun. Yeah, yeah, it's very. I'm like, whoa, and it kind of showed you that. Um, you know, as as great as that era of rock and metal was, um, it also showed the signs of things to come. Because some of the bands on there were just, oh my god! I'm like, really? Well, like, it, but we know why they never made it. 
Yeah, because <laughs> they were even more over the top than the fucking bands that subsequently did make it after right. the first or second wave of glam metal, where it was like, what the fuck? You know, like, oh my God, you know. Um, but um, it's still an entertaining film, nonetheless. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I love Wasp, you know, and I, and I like Armored Saint a lot. And um, and honestly, I have to be honest, when I went, I thought, oh, well, Armored Saint's going to blow Wasp off the stage. Honestly, I thought they were both equally good, man. It was a really cool show, man. So That's I'm, awesome. I'm, I've I've seen some really cool shows this year, and then next year I've already got two signed up that I've got. We same venue as Wasp, which this new um, club in Chesterfield, Missouri, or St. Louis, called uh, I think it's Chesterfield. It might be. Uh, it's called the Factory. Okay. Beautiful venue. I seen Buddy Guy there a year over a year ago for my fifty first birthday, and that was really awesome too. Nice, and just nice. beautiful acoustics. You got a area where you can stand or you can get a seat. And we already decided for this show we're going to get a seat because standing there, I'm just I'm not a young guy anymore. Yeah. I can't just stand on my feet for fucking five or six hours at a time. Not, I mean, I'm on my feet all the time at work, but I'm moving. I'm walking around. It's different than just standing in place. Yes. You know. That's the way the oh. tabernacle wall, uh, tabernacle was. I mean, you're down in the Bible Belt in Atlanta, fucking Georgia, which is a huge city. I this this you know we're on the interstate. It opens up into 14 lanes, dude, seven on each side, and I I've never seen anything that big in my life. Right. You know, so I was like, I was just in awe, but I've also never been to Atlanta, so I had rubberneck like a son of a bitch. I'm just like, look left, look right, look left, look right. You know, I'm trying to take everything in. But what a cool theater this was. You know, great stage. Like I said, it had the church organ pipes on the back, hence the tabernacle. Beautiful crystal chandelier like you would see in Phantom of the Opera hanging in the middle of the theater. Uh, the seats, I mean, you, you're really close. There's really not a bad seat in the house. The furthest seat back in the nosebleed, you're still going to get a good view of that stage. Cool, man. I cool. mean, it's a real cool venue. So, uh you guys ever make it to Atlanta and there's a show happening at the Tabernacle? I say check that venue out, too. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, bro, I, I remember when we seen King Diamond at Lexington. I can't remember the name of the venue now, but it was an old theater. Beautiful theater, man. And it just set the mood for both Uncle Acid and King Diamond perfectly. I've got to see him solo just because I'm way more familiar with his music. Well, you know what? Let's make a promise to each other. Why don't we try to make that happen? Next time King goes solo, man, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. We might both have to make a road trip and meet up somewhere, or maybe you can come out here. Or we'll figure something out. Hell I'd yeah, because I want to see King Bad, dude. Uh, yeah. I got to see him, but he wasn't singing those songs. Like I, I want to go to a concert, but I got bro. to hear a dangerous meeting live and don't break the oath live. <laughs> and I still want to, I, I still want to take a week off and 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 come down to your to to your place and. There's, Shoot some guns and yeah, drink some beer. That's and, all you can do. Chill out to there's not and who shit knows? here. You're in the we mountains. Could, we could maybe record a, a live podcast. Hell yeah. That yeah. could be done. Yeah. So I think we're about done here, don't you? I think so. I, I do have to tell you, I have a confession to make to you. Um, I remember one of the last few shows we had recorded. I wasn't that excited about Black Adam. And I hated Shazam. I have since watched Shazam again. And I will admit i was wrong i i still think it's hokey but you gotta understand the character captain marvel as he was called you know he still is kind of in the comic books anyway but but he can't be called captain marvel in the movies because marvel yeah very, stan lee's very shrewd when he found out 
he trademarked the name Captain Marvel like in the 60s to where even when DC got the rights to, to Captain Marvel, they couldn't use the Captain Marvel name. Like he's called Captain Marvel in the comics. Right. But since then, I think they just call him Shazam to simplify things. But uh, Shazam, that character has always been kind of whimsical, um, very um, like kind of hokey. Like you're th- you're talking about a little kid who, the, with a magic word, becomes a superhero. Yeah. Because you got to keep in mind in the comic books, Billy's even younger than he was in this movie. He oh, wow. was. Oh yeah, he's just a kid, like a kid. I mean, that's why he says corny shit, like "holy moly," and you know, because he's just this big kid in this man's body, this super powered man's body. Yeah, and that's kind of part of the charm with him. Where Black Adam's more of an anti-hero. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I got to tell you, I on second watch of Shazam, I was like, oh, I, I got this all wrong the last time. I was in the wrong mindset, I guess, because I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. It's it, is. it is. It's hilarious. It is good. Uh, Black Adam, I had no desire to see. Boy, was I stupid. Hawkman was the shit. Dr. Fate was badass. I could have done without the other two goofy characters. Uh, but Black Adam, man, credit to Dwayne Johnson. He, boy, he brought it. I I think that's... And Henry Cavill coming back at the very end. You got to watch through all the credits. Henry Cavill as Superman comes He's back. He's back, baby. And I don't know if you know this, but the guy who... who uh, uh, James Gunn, who's kind of been Kevin Feige's right-hand man, very much responsible for all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which you have to give him credit. He took a property that nobody but us comic book geeks knew about mm-hmm. and made it a fucking huge franchise franchise for Disney and Marvel. Yeah, He is now, along with the guy who was the producer of, of Shazam and uh, Aquaman and... Um, the Flash. I hear Woman. The Flash is going to reset the DC universe, is what they're it, saying. It, they're, they're, they are kind of saying that. I think their their original intention with the um, powers that be at the time. Remember, they've changed hands, and it's a whole <laughs> new thing. I don't know if you know this, but DC now finally have their own studios, just like Marvel. Nice, and good. James Gunn and Peter Safran, the guy who produced Aquaman and the Wonder Woman movies and uh, Shazam and and a lot of the last really pretty good DC movies that have been, we've been seeing here for a while. He is the co it's him and James Gunn are the co-chairman. Saffron's going to handle the producing side. Gunn is handling the creative side and they are in charge of DC studios now. And they're already saying they've got a 12 year plan mapped out that they're going to tie in their, the video games, the television shows and the, that's what I I read. And he's, uh, he's very serious about, um, making dc like i think people better look out man i it's it for as a comic book fan it's something that has been frustrating with me because i just felt like warner brothers the previous regime had no clue had yes we've had good movies but we've also had a lot of shitty movies and um i love the fact that they were able and see dwayne the rock johnson is part of this he's got james gunn's ear so he's working with them he was the one that was responsible for henry cavill coming back that's what i heard you know what? What's really cool about to me? What made me go? Okay, take my money. I love the character of Black Adam, but I'm a huge fan of the Justice Society. They are the the first super team ever. You know, they they predate the Justice League. They predate everybody. They were the first superhero team, and I love Adam Smasher, Cyclone. I'm like, eh, you know. But the other two God, or three, see, DC has such stupid names. You know, um, <laughs> well, Adam Smasher was the. 
godson of the original Adam. See, there's two different Adams. Yeah, I know. Henry Adam Winkler, the Fonz. Yeah, well, the, the, you, have, you have the Adam. <laughs> Great cameo shrinks. by Henry Winkler, by the way. You, you have the Adam who shrinks, okay? That's the, the modern-day Adam. The Golden Age Adam was a guy who had atomic strength. Okay. And that's who Henry Winkler's playing, okay? Um, but, he, of course, he's retired. He's older. And this kid is yeah, taking over. huge. But he gets huge, too, an yeah. Adam Smasher. But um, um, I... Uh, but I'm a huge fan of the Justice Society because I'm hearing it might lead into a Justice Society movie. Nice. And I'm really, really stoked for that. Well, Pierce Brosnan did a great job with a character I knew nothing about. You know, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so, for yeah, for somebody that had and, uh, no desire to see that film, and, and it I had to admit to you, I am fucking wrong. I did watch The Suicide Squad. I dare say hey, bro, Suicide what's that sound Squad in the background? was better. Oh, my yeah. daughter's cooking oh, okay. hamburger. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was wondering. Okay, never mind. No, no big deal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, uh, I'm glad you liked it, man. Yeah, yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I even bought it. I bought it on Amazon Prime. I went ahead and bought the fucker because I liked it that much. Again, though, I was already like, take my money because once I knew the Justice Society was going to be involved, um, I knew I had to see that movie. Yeah. And um, Hawkman might have been my favorite, man. What a great job on that costume. Oh, yeah. And, and that dude did a badass job as Hawkman. Yeah, he did. And, um, uh, and look, I've heard nobody bitching that Hawkman was white. Yeah. That's how good he was. Yeah. Because that's exactly. always the gripe. Well, always... here's the thing about Hawkman. A lot of people don't realize Hawkman is a character. He's He's been reincarnated many, many times. So he's been white. He's been black. He's been... There's many, many incarnations of Hawkman. So nice. it, it still works for me. I'm like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and, and another thing I loved about, you know, because there were some people that, you know, they, they just think that, that these characters didn't exist before the movie. He's like, oh, he's a Doctor Strange ripoff. No. Doctor Fate predates fucking Doctor Strange by about 20 or 30 years, folks. And their powers are even completely different. And that was one thing that was cool about this. When they showed Doctor Fate using his powers, it was totally different from Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yes, they're both magical characters. Yes, they're both awesome. I love both characters. But yeah. it's like there is differences, man. So yeah, I'm really excited. Um, with Marvel, I gotta be honest with you, this Phase 4 hasn't really blown me away. There's been a few TV shows and a few things I've liked, but overall, I'm kind of underwhelmed. However, I am stoked. The only one I liked was Loki. Um, I haven't watched Loki yet. I mean, and that's the thing. I'm, See, I'm just I like, did, I didn't like the She-Hulk. I, <laughs> I didn't like fucking I'm, the Scarlet Witch, whatever that show was called. I thought yeah. that was horrible. Um, but yeah, Loki was good. But but I will say this about about him. Um, I I am kind of stoked for. Um, but again, that's Phase Five. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. That looks like it's going to be fucking badass. Yeah, it looks good. Um, and, and I'm also heard they're kind of going to change gears with their plans because I think the response to Phase 4 has been um, pretty underwhelming. And also, I think this whole idea of what people are nicknaming the MCU, look, there's a lot of strong female characters. I mean, one of my complaints about the Black Widow movie is I'm like, okay, you're going to make a movie about her after she's already been killed off? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, they should have gave us a Black Widow movie way before they did as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. But again, I, I don't want to get political or anything like that. I just I just get tired of the whole dude. There's always been strong female characters in the medium of sci-fi and fantasy. Shut yes. the fuck up. Yeah, just I, stop. I guess already. everybody forgets Ripley. 
Yeah, they forget Ripley or Sarah Connor or just about any goddamn character that Catherine Hepburn played in the day because, boy, she really played pushovers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Stop it. (laughs) Well, Metal Mike, I think we're done here, man. I don't have anything to promote. Go go. You know what? I got two things to promote, man. I got two things to fucking promote. Uh, The first one, it's a band we just recently seen, you and I, and that is Creator with their latest release. Just came out... um, hate uber alice killer killer fucking record man um love it if you love creator if you love thrash metal you're gonna dig it by all means check it out it's fucking amazing hell yeah outstanding i, I still gotta check out midnight i i haven't heard their album yet but oh and yeah check them out too they're really really cool too man and of course ThatMetalStation.com. Check out all my fellow DJs. Check out the station. Check out the Metal Mike show. Sarah's back. Sarah's back. Um, she's still kind of struggling with her health, but she's doing better, I'm happy to say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, make sure you check out Brian Davis, Mark Alton Taylor, my good friend here every Saturday morning. Um, just kicking ass as usual. And uh, I got some new blood coming in. Hopefully, I've got somebody who's going to be returning to the fold. And uh, I got to get on that, and I'm going to get on that as soon as I get this stupid fucking mobile home bullshit off my back. I just got to get it off my back, man. I cannot rest until I do. I feel you. Let's get out of here, brother. All right, man. Take care of yourself. Keep fighting the good fight, and stay metal, motherfuckers, till your dying breath. Hell yeah. Bye, Vinyl. We'll see you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug See you next week.